Jesus met the woman of Samaria at the well. They had a theological discussion. She mentioned that the people of Samaria worshipped God in one place and that the people of Israel worshipped God in another place, in the place Jerusalem, where the temple was. And she perceived that Jesus was a prophet, so she said, which of these places is the right place for us to worship? Jesus responded, not with a place, but an attitude of the heart. And he said, those who wish to worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. So it doesn't matter where you are right now. What matters is where your heart is. And so we gather together to worship our God. And if you're at home, I invite you to join in, sing loud and proud uh, in your living room or dining room or bedroom, wherever you might be, and sing to our Lord. We're going to start with hymn number 285, God, You Spin the Whirling Planets. If you would like to stand, uh, I invite you to do that as we sing.
we come into your presence in worship and in praise. You spin the whirling planets. You have created all that is good, Lord God, and we worship you. We are people who have gone away from you, Lord. We recognize that. And so we pray that you would be merciful to us. Forgive us of our sins. May we enter into your presence forgiven and restored. May we experience your Holy Spirit in a new way this morning. May you speak to us through your word, both read and proclaimed. Change us, Lord God. Transform us to be your people here on earth. We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. going to sing the song Hosanna. Remember, Hosanna means save us. I see the King of glory coming on the clouds with fire. The whole earth shakes. The whole earth shakes. I see His love
Amen. Amen. Hosanna in the highest. May God save us. Welcome to this live stream. Uh, I'm going to explain what happened last week in a few minutes, but before I do, I'll continue with our announcements at this time. Just a reminder, we have opportunities to connect uh, with Zoom meetings throughout the week, and um, I do my morning coffee every morning on this live stream page at 9 a.m. Uh, on Facebook. We're looking for other ways to uh, meet each other. Our Presbyterian women will be doing a Zoom meeting for the first time since the pandemic started uh, this coming Wednesday at 10 o'clock. I want to encourage all of our PW uh, ladies to participate in that if you're able to. If you need some help setting that up, let me know. I'm happy to connect with you and help you do that. Uh, today, it's August. August seems to be a pretty prolific month for people being born. So we did kind of do our birthday celebrations the first Sunday of August, but I want to highlight three for you right now uh, because I know that Fred Christ was unable to watch uh, the first Sunday in August because he was partying down in Newport Beach with his family. And so uh, Fred, his birthday is tomorrow. So if you want to give him a call or send him a card, it'll be a little late, but he'll appreciate that. Uh, send him lots of money. He would appreciate that, too. Um, Kyle, it's Kyle's birthday today. Uh, and Kyle, how old are you today? 35. 35. Oh, my God. Don't trust this oh man. My you can send him money, too. He'd appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> and then Carlos's birthday Carlos. is coming up. Yeah, you're going to swing around. All right. Oh, hey, Carlos. There's Carlos. Carlos's birthday is on the 24th. On August 24th, uh, and that means that uh, you will be 23? 16. 16, yeah, that looks about right. Okay. So, <laughs> so happy birthday to y'all. Uh, we won't sing again. We sang on the first Sunday of the month. But uh, again, we thank you so much for being here and uh, joining with us, connecting with us on Facebook Live. We love you. Uh, we miss you. We would love to have you here in the sanctuary with us, but we recognize the importance of being socially distant for this specific time. Uh, we're going to have an offertory at this time, and Arthur Abadi, our organist, pianist, accompanist, is going to be playing a piece by Rachmaninoff. We very much appreciate it. If you would like during this time to give online, there is an online giving uh, link that's available uh, to do so, and we very much appreciate the continued support of so many of you, as well as uh, uh, those that are sending checks in uh, through the mail. So thank you for that. Uh, your your ministry and your service continues to um, build and strengthen our ministry here in Santa Ana. God bless you. Uh, and Arthur, please lead us.
The scripture reading for this morning comes out of 1 Peter, chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. Hear the word of God. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be serious and discipline yourselves for the sake of your prayers. Above all, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Whoever speaks must do so as one speaking the very words of God. Whoever serves must do so with the strength that God supplies, so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. So what happened last week? <laughs> ay, 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 ay. Uh, this is not so much a technology issue, probably, as it is an eyesight issue for me. So uh, I usually do a countdown for Arthur before he starts the prelude, and I uh, and then I hit the play button or uh, to invite people or to start the video. So, uh, and what I do is I just go to my search uh, button at the top of Facebook and I, I open it and there's a list of uh, my most recent searches. And last week I just opened it and I went to hit First Presbyterian Church, but it was either an eyesight problem or a finger problem. I hit the wrong button. And I was in a little bit of a hurry, so the button I hit was a group that I'm a member of called Prog Collectors. Now, Prog is a kind of music uh, that I love. It's my favorite kind of music. Prog is short for progressive, and progressive music is a style of music based on classical music where the idea is that it doesn't continue to play the same thing over and over again. Prog music progresses from one style to the next. And so you might have one style of music happening and then a moment later you have a different style of music, different meters, different instrumentations. Most of the players in prog bands have classical backgrounds. Um, some even write symphonies. And so that's the kind of music I and so I'm in a Prague collector's group and we put up pictures of records, vinyl, cassettes, CDs. We show our collection of music. And that was 
the group to which the live stream started last week. <laughs> the administrator and I have had conversations in the past. There's over 5,000 members in this group from all over the world. In fact, I've become good friends with a couple of them, one's in Italy, one's in Mexico City. Uh, we have conversations online, uh, messaging privately. I've uh, gotten to know some of them pretty well. But they have a very strict policy. No politics, no religion. So here, here I am, live streaming our service. <laughs> so Carlos and I came up with the phrase last week, accidental evangelism. <laughs> so, so 12 minutes in, uh, the administrator said he had several hundred uh, messages, personal messages to him saying, what the heck is this guy doing? And, um, and so he shut it down. And then David said, uh, our live stream just quit. And so then I quickly walked over and I said, okay, let's put it back up. I had no idea that we were not on our first Presbyterian page. And so I quickly hit live started it up again, I just thought that there was a problem with our connection, our Wi-Fi connection, and then started live streaming on my personal page, rather than the First Presbyterian page. So, we had some other visitors last week that don't usually watch our live stream on this page. So for those of you that were frustrated and looking, I apologize. That was my mistake, and I take full ownership of that. And uh, I did put the link from my page to the First Presbyterian Church page. So, for whatever reason, the Spirit of God has led us to that way of doing it. And who knows, maybe the gospel will reach someone that wouldn't normally hear it. So, we'll leave it in God's hands. And uh, I did make some new friends and maybe a few enemies last Sunday. <laughs> We're doing a sermon series titled Beyond These Walls, and the focus of this is what does it look like to be the church outside of the building? And so we've talked about several different ideas of what it means to be the incarnational church, the flesh of Jesus in the world. What does it mean to be the light of the world? Uh, what does it mean to be the temple of the Holy Spirit and to worship God, not just on Sunday mornings, but have an attitude of worship throughout our weeks and days? What does it mean to spread the gospel and to teach people about who Jesus Christ is and what Jesus did? And last week we focused on discipleship and what does it mean to grow closer to Jesus Christ and grow deeper in our faith? And today I want to talk about the metaphor of the church as the body of Christ. Paul talks about the church being the body of Christ several different times. He talks about it in 1 Corinthians 12, in Romans, in Ephesians, and in Colossians. That we are the body of Christ. Um, and we are one body, but many members. 
So, and each of the members have different functions within the body. The finger does one thing, the toes do a different thing, the knees do something else, the ears do something else, the mouth does something else. So every part of our body is a symbol of what the church is meant to be, that every member is important and every member has a different functions that help the entire body. We are unified by Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. Jesus holds us together and we are to grow into him who is the head, Jesus Christ. I've asked Carlos to read this later in the service, but I'm going to read it now in the sermon. Teresa of Avila wrote this. Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands. Yours are the feet. Yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body on earth but yours. So what does it mean for us as we look at the church and what the church is meant to be outside, beyond these walls? I want to suggest several possibilities in regard to what does it mean to be the body of Christ. First, we are to take on the mind of Christ. We're to have the mind of Christ. In Philippians 2, Paul writes, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So he's telling us to have the mind of Christ. When we have the mind of Christ, we're able to understand things from God's perspective. And that's so important. Paul also writes in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. How does that happen? How does that renewing of our minds happen? And why? So that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So the reason that our minds are transformed is so that we can understand the will of God. You know, that's what we pray in the Lord's Prayer. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. If we're praying that, then we should be seeking to do it in the world, not just praying to God for it to happen, but we should be seeking to do it. And we don't know what it is unless we know the will and mind of God. So how do we know the mind of God? I wish, I wish there was like a pill that you could take and boom, suddenly you have the mind of God. Uh, some lightning fast God diet, <laughs> something like that. So um, I'll switch that, hopefully that can, we can see a little bit better. To know the mind of God. There's only one way that I know of. Scripture and prayer. Scripture and prayer. The great theologian preacher Charles Spurgeon was one time asked, What is more important, reading the Bible or praying? And Spurgeon said, What is more important, breathing in or breathing out? You can't have one without the other. You have to have both. 
And I oftentimes tell young couples when they come into my office, nothing replaces time and presence. And it's the same with our growth in our understanding of who God is and the mind of God. Nothing replaces time and presence. The more time we spend in scripture, the more time we spend in prayer, the greater our understanding will be. And we'll be able to discern the will of God. When we have the mind of Christ, we discern the will of God. We see the true truth. I want to say that again. We see the true truth, God's truth, because there's a lot of truths nowadays. It's hard to know what the true truth is. God's truth is the true truth. And that takes us to the next part of our body, and that is the voice. When we have the mind of Christ, then we're called to speak the truth. When we know the truth, we speak the truth. When we know God's love, we speak God's love. When we discern a lie, we speak against that lie. You, you see, God doesn't speak from the heavens anymore. We don't hear God's voice from the heavens speaking out, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus isn't here among us. He's not giving us a sermon on the side of a mountain anymore. We are the voice of God now. We are meant to speak God's message to the world. We are meant to speak of God's love, God's justice, God's discipline, God's joy, God's strength, God's kindness, God's hope. Boy, I'm telling you, in this world right now, people need to hear that message of hope. Can I get an amen? Started, you started it and then you kind of, oh, I'm all alone here. <laughs> That's awesome. The next thing that we have is eyes. We have the eyes of Jesus Christ. And by that I mean that we see things differently. When we come to know the truth of God, we begin to see the world as God sees the world. We see the pain for what the pain is. We recognize sin for what it is. Our priorities shift. We stop focusing on what we want. And we start focusing on what God wants. We stop seeing strangers as dangerous people. And we start to see them as people created in the image of God. Our eyes shift. And we see compassion. And then what happens next is with that... Hearts shift. Uh-oh. I don't have a sound person to come down and check me. So our hearts shift. And we should have the heart of God. The heart is the birthplace of compassion and love and care. It's no mistake that the Shema, one of the holiest and most important uh, laws or commandments of the Jewish faith, and ours as well, Jesus quoted it as the most important commandment, the Shema from Deuteronomy. 
Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Notice the first body part mentioned. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. That is where it begins, our heart. And we pray that we have the heart of God. When we love God, our hearts are transformed. When we open ourselves to God's love for us, we are overwhelmed with his love, his compassion, his mercy, his grace. And it's a simple outpouring or response to God's love that we begin to love as God loves us. We begin to love others as God loves them. We don't look at them as how they will treat us and base our love on that. We look at them as how God treated us even though we didn't deserve his love. And we begin to love them with that kind of love. When our heart is in the right place, it drives us to move. And we have the feet of God. By this, it means that we don't just stay in one place. This is one of the cornerstones of what this uh, series is all about, beyond these walls. Because heaven forbid that Christians come to faith and then they huddle up together, they circle the wagons and keep the world out and they just take care of themselves. That is selfish love. Christ did not stay in heaven and say, it's nice up here, I want to stay here. Christ left heaven and came to earth to serve humanity, to reach out to humanity. That is the mind of Christ that Paul says, have this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And that mind motivates our feet <laughs> to walk to go where we wouldn't normally go. We don't sit behind church walls. We take his love beyond these walls. I was reminded this past week that 10 years ago, a small group of us went to Kenya. Uh, Allison Becker, Laura and Jim Rutherford, and myself joined other uh, church members from here in Los Ranchos Presbytery, Orange County area, and about 20 of us went to Kenya, Africa. And we went out of love. We went to express God's love to them and to learn from them, not to just be patronizing and come over and say, we're the great white hope, we're going to help you. We went to learn from them, and we learned a great deal. We experienced God's love in a powerful way, but walking beyond the walls of the church to a foreign country is a fantastic thing. But here's the thing. You can walk right outside the door of this church building and find opportunities to love our neighbors. There's people sleeping on the sidewalk right outside of our church that need love. So there's great opportunities for us to go to walk where Jesus walked. 
And then finally, of course, you know what's next, right? If you have feet, you have hands. So we have the hands of Jesus. You know, we don't just go somewhere and stand around. <laughs> I love Tim Allen, right? Tim Allen, what did he have? The What was his show? His uh, work show? Home Improvement. Home Improvement, that was it. Yeah, so Tim Allen had the Home Improvement show, right? And his joke about men in the neighborhood is if one man was out front working on his car, his hood was up, he was working on the engine, Ten men from the neighborhood would come over and stand around. Wouldn't lift a finger. They would just stand around. Hey, I see you're working on your engine there. Right. I have a car. It's got an engine just like that. Or close. But wouldn't help a heck a little bit. You know? Didn't want to get their hands dirty, but they, they enjoyed kind of hanging out and watching other people. Well, when we went to Africa, we didn't just sit on our hands. We got busy. We got to work. In fact, one of the things that uh, the orphanage that we supported at that time requested of us is that we would build a, a ceiling in the dormitories to help with insulation, uh, to keep it cool in the summer and warmer during the winter. <laughs> it was funny, little side story here, but uh, your pastor at that time, uh, I grew up swinging a hammer. My dad taught me how to to build at, at a young age. And uh, I helped my dad build a two-ton barn in Los Gatos. And so I knew how to swing a hammer. So um, when we were building the ceiling, I jumped up and I started hammering a nail into the wood. And, and one of the Kenyan men there said, oh, Reverend, they called me Reverend. Reverend, you are a very nimble man for one who is so fat. My feelings were hurt a little bit. I said, I'm not fat. <laughs> I said, don't, but you are. <laughs> well, I talked to our tour leaders and they said, well, that's a compliment in Kenya. When somebody says you're fat, it means you're wealthy and you're, uh, you eat well. And that's a real compliment. And I said, I'm sorry, I'm from Southern California. <laughs> that is not a compliment. So that was an opportunity for cultural sensitivity for me, to gain cultural sensitivity. But the point is that I got up there and I started driving nails and helping to do the work. Not just to go and watch other people work, but to help. And so here's, here's the thing. During our stay-at-home time, that's kind of tough. It's difficult for us to be the hands and feet of God during this time. But I want to give you a couple of options. Uh, there are opportunities for us to serve. One of those opportunities is very clear to us. We have a partnership with a uh, ministry here in downtown Santa Ana called Laundry Love Santa Ana. We've had this partnership for several years. And once a month they go and they do laundry at the laundromat three blocks from our church for low-income and at-risk families. Some people who are homeless, they come in with all of their clothes, their sleeping bags, everything, and they wash everything. And I've talked to Scott a couple of times, and he has said, man, the volunteer base, boom, dropped out. 
Now, the numbers of people showing up for Laundry Love are down as well. But I think the last time he did it, he was all alone. So uh, I want to encourage you. This Thursday is the once-a-month Laundry Love Santa Ana. And if you are available and able to come down, uh, I'm hoping that he'll put the link up right now on the threads in the comments, comments thread so that you'll be able to jump in and participate. Wear your mask. I would wear a mask and a face shield. I have plastic face shields as well. Um, wear gloves and go down and help some people that desperately need clean laundry. I mean, what a simple thing to do, but what a real thing to do and an opportunity to be the, the heart, the hands, and the feet of Jesus. We also have opportunities to deliver groceries to some of our members who are having a difficult time getting groceries. If you would like to do that, please just contact me. I will uh, put you in connection with people who are looking for those things. We're also trying to help some of our older members who are having difficulty connecting with us to uh, do some maybe tablets or things like that. If you would like to help with that, um, providing tablets and, and online connections for our older adults, we would love to do that as well. Um, and there's other opportunities to serve. There's a lot of food banks here in Orange County that need volunteers to help serve food. So contact them directly as we continue to move forward in this pandemic time. Carlos read from 1 Peter at the beginning uh, before the sermon. And in 1 Peter, uh, Peter writes this, Look like good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Notice what that says. Serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Like he talks about in Corinthians and Romans, everyone has different gifts. Use those gifts to serve others. Use those gifts to be the hands and feet of God. Peter goes on to say, whoever speaks must do so as one speaking the very words of God. I know we don't like it when, we, when some of us kind of shy away from that idea of we are the voice of God. But when we are understanding God's will, we can be the voice of God. When we speak God's truth, when we speak his love, we are the voice of God. Whoever speaks must do so as one speaking the very words of God. We are the voice of Christ here on earth. That passage ends with whoever serves must do so with the strength that God supplies so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. Whoever serves must do so with the strength of God. We are the hands and feet of Christ here on earth. The church is the body of Christ. We are different members with different gifts, but we have the same Lord. We have the same spirit that binds us together. We're meant to serve one another, to build each other up, and to cause the body to grow by bringing others to Jesus Christ so that God may be glorified 
in all things through Jesus Christ. In response to God's message to us through the reading and preaching of his word, uh, we're going to sing the hymn called as partners. Uh, that is hymn number 343, called as partners in Christ's service. A good hymn for us to remind us. And so think of this, and if you sing along at home, pray it as we sing. Called as partners in Christ's service. Let's sing together.
as the church, as your people, Lord. We pray that you would bless us and that you would help us to continue uh, to be your body, that we would take on your mind, your voice, your eyes, your heart, your feet, and your hands, so that we may continue to make an impact on this world, and so that we can spread and proclaim the good news that you gave us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Church, once more, hear the words of Teresa of Avila. Christ has no body now but yours. No hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours are the hands through which he blesses the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes. You are his body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. Love, not by 
Thank you.